right. Well, welcome, listeners. This is Monday, March 30th, 2020. This is James. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Popular Vote. And Melissa, welcome. Hey, hey James. How are you doing with your uh, newly ordered shelter-in-place recommendations from Indiana? Well, you know, you are, you're the veteran here. You know, I am merely the student. You're, you know, Mr. Miyagi, you know, teaching me the ways of self-quarantine. So I appreciate any, any guidance or tips, but, uh, you know, a lot of Netflix walks around the block. Um, I've wanted to police, you know, I wanted to put some children under citizen's arrest for playing tag, but other than that, I've been fine. How about you? Uh, I've been good. So this is week two for me. And I'm hanging in there. I've been watching a lot of Netflix, watching a lot of TV shows. And I'm, I'm kind of getting in the groove of constantly being by myself and just hanging out at home. So it's not fun, but I'm doing okay. It's for me, and first of all, I'm glad you're doing well. For me, it's a lot of sweatpants. Like I haven't worn jeans in days. I, yeah, I, ha- <laughs> I haven't. I haven't worn jeans in weeks at this point. And oh w- will I ever go back to wearing jeans? I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't know either. I went for a walk around the block and it was actually, it was nice today. And I thought, you know what? I want to wear shorts, but I am going to put on swim trunks because it's elastic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can fit into those yet. But you know, speaking of um, speaking of tight jeans, let's talk about someone who wore a lot of tight jeans and was on Netflix a lot this past week throughout, you know, homes across America, Tiger King. Oh my gosh. This was the most captivating thing I watched all week. Love it that. was it was amazing. It I mean it had it had everything I want in a documentary series or in a TV show. It had tigers, it had um meth, it had polygamist gays, <laughs> it had amputees, it had country music. It was the most American documentary ever made, I think. I couldn't agree more. Um, from the expired Walmart pizza, Wal- expired Walmart meat pizza, not Wal meat pizza, but expired Walmart. Say that twenty times fast. Expired Walmart meat pizza to Carol Baskin had a murder mystery um, yeah. tinge to it, allegedly. Allegedly, who knows where Don is? Uh, maybe I had someone tell me today that they think that Carol pushed him out of the plane. No, <laughs> I'm no, not going to say who, but someone told me that <laughs> she absolutely fed her husband to the tigers. There is no doubt in my mind that that is what happened. Which side note, if you get the chance, go and watch. There's a you know he, all the music videos you can go and watch on YouTube because they're still posted. And here, Kitty Kitty is is the best one in my opinion, because it has a, a Carol Baskin <laughs> doppelganger feeding feeding raw meat, presumably Don, her husband, to these large kittens. Hilarious. And by large kittens, I mean tigers. Let's call them what they are. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, that was, I, I really enjoyed that, that series. Um, but something I struggled with um, while I was watching it is I really couldn't figure out who I thought was the worst person uh, featured. <laughs> Uh, and to be frank, my my opinion kind of swayed as the series went on. But I think where where I have landed, and I'm eager to get your thoughts. I think the worst person in that series was Jeff Lowe. And for those who don't remember who he is, he's the one that dressed like a 15 year old boy who was really into BMX, circa 2007. <laughs> he he's the guy from Vegas and. 
um, it just seemed like he has done some really shady things, not only in relation to Joe Exotic, but just in his life and in his past. So I, I, I'm eager to, to read an article maybe in a couple years that's, you know, where is Jeff Lowe now? And I hope that the feds have really gone after him for all of his shady behavior. You know, but I where, think he's the worst. He maybe Terre Haute Supermax. Who knows? <laughs> it could be anywhere. So um, who, do you, who do you think was the, the worst character? Well, I always want to initially go to Carol Baskin for a variety of reasons, but I'm not going to do that because I think she's been getting a lot of online hate. And so, I mean, I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to lay off her for a second, but I am going to, uh, I'm going to suggest, I think the worst person is, I think his first name is James. He's the financier. He was the financier, kind of the overweight guy with the bowl cut towards yes. the very end. He was a friend of Jeff Lowe's who Jeff Lowe brought in to help finance the when they moved the, or they were going to allegedly move the, the big cat animal park. I don't know. The show is ridiculous. I will say one of my favorite favorite scenes was the gay wedding. The gay wedding oh my scene. Gosh. <laughs> First of all, the I'm going to call it couture because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't clothes. It was that was couture that they were wearing with the pink button-down shirts oh and the the one guy that got the tattoo over his crotch that said private no personal property or private property of joe exotic i mean just ridiculous <laughs> who, who is straight uh, yes yes which i mean i knew this already but meth is a hell of a drug yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like meth has not been, it's, you know, it really peaked when we were in high school as far as people talking about it. You know, now it's all about opioids. Everyone, that's all everyone yeah. wants to talk about. But, you know, back in our day, really, we grew up on meth being the great <laughs> menace. So I'm really glad that it's getting its due respect in 2020. I'm just not uh, Um, Who do you think were the the best, like the, the most genuine uh, good characters of that show? Anyone? Yeah. The one-armed dyke. I'm sorry, yeah. one-armed lesbian. Let me, let me. I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want to throw a slur out there. One-armed lesbian. My apologies. I think it's interesting that the best good people on that show were the people with missing limbs. The, the, <laughs> oh yeah, the, the guy with the missing. The, the guy missing with the legs. missing legs. Uh, and my my favorite part about that character is he he seemed to really care. He seemed like a nice person. But I I really thought that at some point in the series we were going to hear the story about how his legs had been bitten off by tigers. But turns out twist ending here it was actually from like a, a zip lining accident is how he lost his legs oh, um, who, who anyway, it? yeah but he's he was one of uh I, I really enjoyed that character he seemed like a good person he was great and i dare i say it towards the end of the series and i'm not saying that i wanted carol baskin to die i want to be very clear about this i'm not <laughs> advocating anyone do murder for hire i'm not advocating any of that but much like house of cards and your support at least as a viewer i was kind of cheering for frank underwood even though he was doing diabolical things kevin spacey's character uh as the series progressed i was really rooting for joe exotic to pull through like you know i i was disappointed when he got third place in the libertarian primary for oklahoma governor in 2018 you know i mean i was disappointed about that but i thought he's gonna beat these charges um, but all of the collect calls from prison throughout, you know, the entire, you know, documentary give it away that he doesn't beat the rap. So, you know. Yeah. Do you think he deserved 22 years in prison? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. He's, do you think he'll get, do you think, my, I want to answer your question, but I'm going to ask it. I'm going to answer it with another question. Do you think he will live for 22 years? Like, do you think he'll get out of prison? Uh, well, I saw that he uh, wrote a letter to Trump and asked for a pardon. And quite frankly, things could not get any weirder in America right now. So I am confident Donald Trump is going to 
um, you know, stop his focus, his his focus on coronavirus and really dive into Joe Exotic's case and probably give him a pardon. So I don't think he's going to be in prison much longer. Right. I, I don't disagree with that, especially after earlier this year, him uh, pardoning former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich. <laughs> Which have you have you seen him? Is, is he palling around Chicago? Have you had a chance to run into him? I, I know you're on quarantine, but. I, I haven't seen him, but I did see that he's on Cameo, uh, which, which is the app where you can like pay somebody to send you a, a video message. So mm-hmm. I know he's doing that. So I, I, I guess I could, you know, I think it's $100. Uh, that's that's the pricing that he set up. That's actually probably a fairly fair price, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what's the going rate for, I mean, what's the going rate for a disgraced former Democratic governor <laughs> of Illinois? I mean, you know, so... Um, well, on that note, speaking of speaking of speaking of TV shows, we thought it would be fun to kind of start occasionally talking about random show ideas that we have, and we're just kind of pitching these out here for any network that wants to pick them up. We don't own this IP, do we? We don't no. own this intellectual property. This is we want people to take it. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not TV producers. We're just content creators uh, for podcasts only. We're throwing good vibes. We're throwing this out here. I'm disappointed that of all of the, and I'm, 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 I'm a casual fan of the Real Housewives franchises. I like Beverly Hills. I like Atlanta, but it gets messy. Um, New York, New York and Beverly Hills are like my jam. I'll throw it out there. But I'm surprised there's no Real Housewives of Lake County, Indiana, for, for a variety <laughs> of reasons, Melissa, for a variety <laughs> of reasons. First of all, if you don't know, Melissa and I are both from Lake County, Indiana. Uh, and uh, The region. The region. Some- some people know it as the region. Absolutely, the region. It's it's its own culture. We're just talking about how there's there is a lot of money in the region. There's a lot of it, a lot of wealth in the region, but it's all it's all wealth that is spent. I feel like I'm just going to throw out there, not too dissimilar from Jeff Lowe showing his wealth. <laughs> accurate, very accurate. It's, it's a lot of affliction teas. It's a lot of. Um, Ed Hardy by Christian Audige. And I'm talking 2020. I'm not talking in 2007, 2006. I'm talking today. They're still wearing those clothes. It's, you know, it's just very different. And I think that the drama, I mean, first of all, can you imagine like, you know, there'd be a dinner at the lighthouse in Cedar Lake, which is like the one restaurant that like everyone's, I mean, my parents like lose their shit when they get a lighthouse gift certificate. Like they stretch (laughs) it, they share dinners so they can go there more often. Okay. Oh my gosh. So like, I'm telling you, like the, the, the explosive dinner at the lighthouse, um, you know, I mean, St. John has a lot of money. Munster has a ton of money. Crown Point has money, tons of money, but then there's also a lot of people with no money. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to see one of them in the cast. Cause you know that they're just there for the drama. Yeah. So I, I- I would also want to nominate um, Dean White to be on the show. I don't know his – I don't know if he's married, but he he's the richest person in yeah. northwest Indiana, one of the richest in the state of Indiana. He lives in Crown Point, and I never see him. I, I never hear about him. He's alarmingly quiet for somebody that is so wealthy, and you just know that there's some weird stuff going on there, and I would love for him to be featured on the show do, do a little deep dive into like what is his life and why is he living in Northwest Indiana with his millions and millions and millions of dollars? It's just strange to me. It is strange. I will say this. I'm 99% sure he passed away like two years ago. <gasps> oh my gosh. Are you- <laughs> <laughs> I'm 99%. Um, I'm not, I don't want to, but I wanted, I wanted to hear the, I wanted to hear your full explanation, okay. but well, you know I what? Guess- Maybe they'll Scooby-Doo him and ghost him on, you know? 
Well, uh, um, maybe, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure somebody inherited his millions. So I, I guess um, I take back everything I said. I guess I have answers as to why we never hear about him or from him. Um, so I guess that answers that. But I totally agree. Real, Real Housewives of Lake County, I think, would be a premium show. It would be immensely entertaining. Undoubtedly. I, undoubtedly. I have. I have an idea for a reality show in the same vein. It's something Andy Cohen could pick up for um, Bravo as well. And it, it would be similar to keeping up with the Kardashians, but it would oh, be oh <laughs> keeping up with the Cuomos. <laughs> oh, I love that. Right? So I, I'm going to I'm gonna go on a diatribe later about my massive crush on Andrew Cuomo, who is the governor of New York. But he comes from a very famous fam- family, really. And everyone seems to have an amazing sense of humor. His brother is Chris Cuomo, who is an anchor on CNN. And anytime Chris and Andrew are on the show together, it is – their comedic timing is amazing. They are so funny. They make – jokes out of each other and his dad was the governor of new york for a long time yeah mario cuomo yeah throughout the i think like late 70s to the early 90s i think yeah so i think that would be an amazing show especially now that um andrew cuomo is really taking the reins on you know being the leadership we need during coronavirus i think that would be an amazing show i agree and i'm gonna just to piggyback on your idea i also think that with with you know catching up with the the Cuomos or keep catching up keeping up I always get it mixed up but keep it up well, but just you know we'll call it catching up <laughs> catching up with the Cuomos or keeping up with the Cuomos I really do feel like in Andrew Cuomo's ex-partner because they were never married I don't think semi-homemade Sandra Lee you have a, a combination of Black China and Caitlyn Jenner you know you have a combination <laughs> of love hate drama fun She's her, her own independent person with her own independent wealth, you know. So I really do think, you know, as long as you can do a tie-in with uh, Sandra Lee, I'm here for it. Maybe a spin-off. Yeah. I am Sandra instead of, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, am, I am Sandy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh. Both great ideas. I would, I would love to binge watch either of those series. We would be so lucky. So in that same vein of, of madness, if you will, and searching for good things on TV, you know what's not on right now? The college NCAA tournament. True. It's not. So we here at the Popular Vote decided to do our own March Madness bracket filled with um, wacky competitors, uh, politicos and celebs, and basically who would be able to win this tournament as far as online Twitter social media feuds. So we have eight competitors and we've already discussed, we already know the outcome of the winner. Although I have a feeling, Melissa, you may you may change your mind on the ultimate on the ultimate round, judging by some social media shots that were fired today. Yeah, we'll see. But we'll we'll see. see. So the first round, I want if it's all right with you, Melissa, if you could recap the first round, it boiled down to a, a battle royale between Britney Spears and Cher. <clears throat> and uh, if you want to just kind of recap, who do you think who who won? Who would who would have won that round in an online feud? Uh, it was Cher. And it was Cher because we just appreciated so many things about her social media presence from her unique and creative capitalization and emoji usage. Um, But we also really appreciated um, how 
we don't always know what she's really talking about, but she has such a big fan base that I, I think that we she could really rally her fan base um, to kind of take her side in a feud. Whereas Brittany, although her social media is also very strange, uh, there just isn't that coherentness that I think Cher brings. So ultimately, we chose Cher. Absolutely. I agreed. Even though this past week, Brittany on, I think, Instagram or Twitter claimed to have beaten Usain Bolt's 100 meter dash <laughs> record, perhaps, Which was maybe. So unnecessary to announce that. I, I don't even, where did that even come from? Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I was mildly obsessed with it. You know, Brittany's Instagram page is really out there, but I, I do think that ultimately Cher is going to be the most um, with it. I think that she yeah. is more cognitively here because at the end of the day, Brittany is going to get distracted by a whole host of issues. I mean, yeah. right. So, and then for the second round, I know we had uh, Marianne Williamson versus shoot. I really don't know who it was. Who was it? Um, <laughs> was it a, it wasn't AOC. AOC. It was AOC. Okay. It was AOC. I thank you. It was AOC versus Marianne Williamson. And this one, I'll kind of recap it. Ultimately, I mean, Marianne Williamson is obviously an icon for a variety of reasons. You know, whether it's, you know, claiming that she was going to say, you know, my first call was to the prime minister of New Zealand, who said that New Zealand would be the best place to raise a child. And I would tell her, <laughs> girlfriend, you are so on because the United States of America will always be the best place to raise a child. Whether it was that just absolute diatribe madness, praying, doing the online seances and prayers for coronavirus. Ultimately, AOC is actually a real person um, who actually is an elected official um, and, and probably at the end of the day stands a better chance of being elected to higher office at some point in her life than Marianne and also has a huge fan base. And yeah. is bringing it at these committee hearings. If you've seen her in committee hearings, you know she is, she is showing up and she's bringing the receipts to these hearings. Yeah, she is a bulldog for sure. I would not want to be questioned by her. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. So anyway, so AOC won that round. Now the next round was this was a tough one. This was Donald Trump versus Joe Exotic, <laughs> and these both of these people are insane. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Both of these people clearly crazy so melissa who who exactly won this round and i think there was a an asterisk by the win correct yeah yeah this one was very close because we have two people that are insane but also get uh alarmingly obsessed with their arch nemeses <laughs> right <laughs> um but ultimately we chose joe exotic but the caveat was it's really pre-prison joe exotic where he had a lot more access to TV producers, an entire studio to really put together music videos, mm -hmm. daily webcasts devoted to, uh, you know, these feuds. Uh, specific For him, it was specifically with Carol Baskin. But I think that if, if another feud like that came his way, I think he would absolutely beat Donald Trump. Yeah, and I think I think not only is it pre-prison Joe Exotic, it's probably pre-alligator um, studio fire. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was like peak him when he had the producer there before the producer was like I just picked up my dog and went home I drove home I was <laughs> over it I was over Joe Exotic so yeah no I agree uh, so with that asterisk and then the last round was I would say two shady queens Hillary Clinton versus the Obama White House photographer Pete <laughs> Souza because Pete Souza's Instagram is kind of fun because he'll do like the parallel like 
when Donald Trump, you know, does something ridiculous, he'll show something, you know, that Barack Obama did that was like either like charming, cute, or like presidential. Yeah. And, but Hillary is really, she is on, on Twitter and social media. She is, she is also bringing it. Especially lately, these last couple weeks, I mean, I don't know if she's hired an entirely new staff to write her tweets or or what what cat what the catalyst was, but she's been extra um what's the word I'm looking for? Sassy? Spicy. Spicy. She's been extra spicy lately. <laughs> extra spicy. We love to see it. And I will say that I wish I really wish that the Hillary that was out promoting the Hillary documentary was the Hillary that ran in 2016. Like she should have been on Watch What Happens Live in 2016. Think about yes. the amount of wealthy white Republican women that voted for Trump that watch Watch What Happens Live that could have could have been persuaded to not vote for Trump. You know, I mean, just wishful thinking, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. But it was Hillary. Hillary definitely won that round. And yes. then the semifinals was uh, between Cher and AOC and. Melissa, who won this round? It was Cher. It was Cher. <laughs> and the re- the reason it was Cher was because, you know, like I mentioned, she's she she's very strange. And we thought that she could probably confuse someone like AOC, right? And AOC would just be like, okay, whatever. I don't understand what's going on here. Uh, but whatever, I'm over it. Whereas AOC, she's she's very articulate. Uh, very cogent, and uh, I I think that that would just that would be pretty meaningless in a feud with Cher because of how she is. So we chose Cher as the winner. I I agree, and it kind of is. And I'm not let me be very clear. I'm not comparing Cher to Donald Trump, but it's hard to debate someone when you when you have you know a rigid style like Hillary Clinton did in 16, and Donald Trump is just magooing all over the stage, and then yeah. you have Cher who would be just magooing all over the stage and being <laughs> outrageous. I mean, it would be really hard to take her on. My favorite tweet of all time by Cher, and this is really what I think won the round for me, is when she was uh, saying that she was going to take in a uh, undocumented immigrant into her house to you know protect her you know from ice or whatever, and uh, some online Karen troll said like. Um, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. There's no way you'll ever, you know, have someone undocumented living with you. And Cher just clapped back and said, well, keep your eyes open, bitch. <laughs> so, I mean, just, just bringing it. So Cher was the winner for that round. And then the semifinals in the other round was pre-prison Joe Exotic versus uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton. And, and who won? And, and I, I'll, I'll kind of recap it. At the end of the day, Hillary has the style, the class, and she has the body count, allegedly, <laughs> the alleged body count. So, I mean, she was able to allegedly do what Joe Exotic was never able to do. True. Very um, true. So I'm going Hillary Clinton this round because she's a badass. And then the finals, Melissa, so who's who's winning the finals? Who's taking home the prize between Hillary Clinton and Cher? Uh, you know, this was a really tough decision, you know, because both both um, opponents just bring so much to the table, right? But ultimately, we chose Hillary. Um, and again, it was it was for the reasons you just stated. I mean, not only does she have like the resources to really have this amazing social media presence, um, but she has the resources to really take people out, allegedly. Right. And I think that that makes her I think that makes her, you know, a step above all of the other people in this bracket. And here's the thing. Cher losing, believe it or not, the popular votes March Madness bracket 
you know, she's a survivor, you know, share, what is it at the nuclear Holocaust? You know, you'll have cockroaches and share, you know, Cher's going to be here forever. Okay. She's embalmed in our hearts. So she's not going anywhere. Um, so no, definitely though, but definitely I think Hillary, Hillary takes the cake. So, um, speaking of taking the cake, actually, this is, I can't transition from this. So we're just going to pivot. <laughs> so Melissa, please tell me about, oh yeah, take, okay. Speaking of takes the cake, who is taking the cake? as your legend for the week, someone who is just, just, uh, just an icon. So my legend of the week is Andrew Cuomo. He's the governor of New York. Um, I have the biggest crush on Andrew Cuomo. He is everything to me right now. We have a date every day at 1130 Eastern. That is when he does his daily uh, press conferences uh, with updates on coronavirus. And, you know, the thing is, there are so many unknowns with coronavirus. Like, we don't know how long that this is going to impact us or impact the economy. Uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next week. We certainly don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And I have found so much comfort and calm uh, while I watch those press conferences. I think that he... He, he brings uh, data and statistics and uh, really good information and kind of condenses it down into these bite-sized pieces that are easy to understand. So when I watch him, I just feel so comforted. I feel safe. Um, I feel so protected. And the thing is, he's not even my governor. I don't even live in New York, right? But he he's really the leadership that we need during coronavirus. Uh, I, I've just really kind of enjoyed how he's taken the reins. And you know what? Do not at me. I know that he is not a great Democrat. I know that he's been fighting with labor unions. I know that he's cut Medicaid funding. Um, I know that he's often uh, a bully, and it, it's not against the people that deserve it. So his past is great, but I think that he's really stepped up and um, yeah, I, I, I have really, really enjoyed seeing that. And there's there, then there's all this like talk about like, oh, is he running for president? Is, is he trying to angle? But uh, I did watch the press conference today as I usually do. And he did confirm that he is not running for president. He is not interested in that office and that his heart is really in New York and trying to help uh, the, the great people of New York. So uh, he's my legend of the week. I highly recommend tuning into his press conferences. Last week, I said that the Trump's press conferences on coronavirus were must-see TV, but I take that back. And actually, most most news networks aren't even airing them anymore because they're such a mess. So much misinformation is being spread in those. I'm going to use the P word, propaganda. Yes. Uh, so I do recommend uh, tuning into Cuomo's. And today, also, uh, um, he was wearing a white polo shirt, and I am confident that he has nipple rings. You can kind of see the outline. So it's just, it's truly must-see TV. Highly recommend. And I want to say this. I used to not be into nipple rings. I'm not saying I'm into them, but I like a barbell. Okay. Not for me, okay. not for me. God, no, not for me. But no, I think I, I agree. And I love that, you know, Andrew Cuomo reminds me in a lot of ways. I feel like he reminds me a lot of ways of George W. Bush, like the two weeks after 9-11 before, you know, he did all the crazy stuff. But <clears throat> just a very like resolute, astute, serious leadership. It's It's a reminder that we do have serious, sober leaders in our country which we haven't had for the last, what, three, three and a half years now, going on three and a half years. Um, yeah. You know. yeah. And the, re 
the reality is Andrew Cuomo is just doing his job. Mm-hmm. This is his job as a governor to lead his state, right? Uh, to make smart decisions. Uh, and it's it, it, on one hand, it's kind of sad that he's gotten so much national attention for just doing his job. But when there's been such poor leadership and just really not great politicians as of the last couple years, yeah, he re- he really stands out. We so. are clamoring for competence. Yes. That's, that's what I would say. So I, I think that that's great. I, I'm going to go a different direction from my legend of the week, if it's all yeah. right. Let's so hear it. This is, I would say, legendary conduct by someone who is notorious. So Judge Jeanine Pirro is on Fox News. She's pure trash. She has, yeah. uh, her latest book is called like Liars, Leakers, and Liberals. Like, And it's like attacking <laughs> like the deep state. She is, I'm just going to say it. If you've got kids, turn down the volume because she's a fucking idiot and she's fucking crazy. She was, appeared, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly very intoxicated on the Judge Gene Shapiro show this past weekend. You can Google the clips online, but looked like beyond toasted. She looked like she had sipped to, to steal from, you know, the Real Housewives. She'd had a whole bottle of Ramona Pinot Grigio, <laughs> then had had two bottles of uh, Bethany's uh, Skinny Margarita, Skinny Girl Margarita, oh and then had a bunch of Tipsy Girl. I mean, she seemed beyond intoxicated. And you know what? That is legendary conduct. It may not be, it may not be, it may not be what we really like want, like as far as serious sober leadership, but it is some entertainment value. And you know, Fox News, speaking of Fox, Apparently, I read an article online. Apparently, they are actually kind of concerned right now that because they downplayed the coronavirus so much as like a hoax and and talked it down and said it wasn't anything, that they're afraid that someone could actually sue them for misinformation if they get very ill. Did you read that? I I saw that too. (sighs) Wild. Wild. Yeah. I mean, I I can't blame Janine Pirro for, you know, chugging a bottle of wine before she goes on air. Um, (laughs) It it must be awful to work at that network. And yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of concern over, you know, how how they talked about coronavirus at the start of this. And I wonder if uh, the Republican Party is applying the pressure because they're probably like, listen, we've got an election in a couple months six months, however long it is. Oh, and yeah. uh, we need these baby boomers. Uh, and you told all these baby boomers that <laughs> coronavirus is not a huge deal. So we just lost 25% of our voter base. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no, especially like in, think about it in Florida and, you know, Ohio mm-hmm. and Michigan and all those mm-hmm. states. But, and for me, my loser of the week, there's a lot of bad people out there. So part of me wanted to nominate the individual who started doing Corona potlucks in New York City. Have you heard about him? <laughs> No. But I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go with uh, I think that there's a rough by most polling metrics there's like a three to five percent margin of Americans that two weeks ago did not approve of Trump's leadership and suddenly now approve of it. Who are these people? Yeah, I, I, because to so, me to me it's been the same crappy bad leadership. There's no you know what is it? Andrew Cuomo asked for what thirty forty thousand ventilators and the federal government sent four hundred. Yeah. I mean, the the federal government response is non-existent. There's nobody has tests. Nobody has supplies. Nobody's ready for this. So it seems at least from the outside. So why would you go, oh, I'm I'm really thinking his leadership has really taken charge, like taking charge of what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's my loser of the week. 
Between that group of people and the Tulsi voters, I have so many questions for them. I just don't understand. Um, my loser of the week is Joe Biden. Oh, we hate to see it, but we but we hate respect your it. opinion. I respect your opinion. He's my loser of the week. He, I'm not sure what's going on with his campaign. I'm not sure what's going on with him. <laughs> there, there were recent allegations of uh, rape that came out. That's kind of getting some uh, press coverage. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to comment on like whether or not we think it's true, but um, I just think his campaign's response hasn't been good. Joe Biden still has been fairly MIA. Um, and also his campaign this week released an ad that kind of um, that compared like Biden's leadership during coronavirus to Ronald Reagan's leadership during the 80s. But the way he handled the AIDS um, epidemic was not good. So I'm just not sure what's going on with that campaign. I'm not sure what's going on with him. Uh, A lot of people are talking about how they they really – they really don't think he's the best candidate for this party. And they really question whether or not he's all there mentally. Um, And also people are questioning if he's even alive right now, which is a fascinating conspiracy theory (laughs) – if you want to go down the rabbit hole, just search for it on Reddit. A lot of people think that he's currently dead and the campaign's covering it up. Um, but anyway, he's my loser of the week. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, um, it's yikes. So with that, with that, before we depart from this wonderful, enriching podcast that I know, uh, we've had a blast making it today. I know that hopefully all of you had a, have, a, have had a blast listening to it. If you have any ideas for segments or anything you want us to talk about, slide into the DMs the popular vote on Instagram, slide into the DMs, let us know. We'll be more than happy to discuss it at the very least with you. Um, And if it's really good, you know, we'll share it, you know, uh, like we did our ideas for uh, uh, catching up with the Cuomo's and the real housewives (laughs) of Lake County, Indiana, AKA the region. So with that, I don't have anything else to add. Do you, Melissa? I I do not. Thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll catch you next week. All right. Take care. Goodbye. Bye.